Hello, welcome to Melancholy. I'm Dil. Today we will be talking about one of the seven deadly sins, envy. In the next six or seven episodes, we will be talking about seven deadly sins. They are envy, lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, and pride. They are vices in Christian teachings and tendencies that cause us to commit all other sins. They were called mortal or deadly because they lead to the death of the soul because of their consuming and destructive potential. History of the seven deadly sins goes back to 480. Fourth century monk Evagrius Ponticus identified eight vices. He wasn't addressing ordinary people as an audience. He wrote down the list of eight evil thoughts as a monk to share with other monks, explaining how these evil thoughts could interfere with their spiritual practice. Later, seven deadly sins were first enumerated by Pope Gregory in the 6th century and elaborated in the 13th century by St. Thomas Aquinas. You may not believe that God exists. You can be spiritual. You can be an atheist, you may believe a superpower, or nothing at all. If you are even the most irreligious person in this world, you would still know what the sin means. It's such a fascinating subject that the more you go deeper to understand it, the more interesting it becomes. When I was studying performing arts in college, we had a common project with filming students. We created scenes describing seven deadly sins as actors, and the filming students filmed us. I remember having so much fun creating those scenes, wearing makeup and costumes, and switching from one scene to another. But I also remember feeling quite deep psychological atmosphere in the air, people being quite mysterious thinking how amazing are those big seven desires in human nature. Henry Fairley was a British journalist and social critic. In his book, Seven Deadly Sins, he points one important fact about how we see the sin. He says, if we fear what the idea of sin tells us about ourselves, it is because we fear ourselves. What does it mean? So it means when we do something that we may call it a sin or a mistake, we feel uncomfortable. That is the side of us that we do not want other people to see. Or perhaps we don't like that side of ourselves. Sin makes us confront something in ourselves of which we are aware but don't like to be reminded of. Having a free will, us human beings can decide how to behave in an evil or a good way. We have a choice. This season, what we call seven deadly sins, we are interested to explore those desires, emotions, feelings and behaviors we have under those categories. 
and how natural they are. And what are our reactions to going through those big emotions in life? So today we will look at envy, as well as jealousy, difference in between, and different types of jealousy. I will be giving some examples from my own experiences and scenarios to enhance your understanding. Hope you will like it. Envy and jealousy are distinct emotions, but also connected, and most of the time, one was used for another. What does envy mean? Is it the same thing as jealousy or not? Perhaps it's argumentative to say that they are both negative feelings, but jealousy certainly is, because it also involves with hostility and resentment, while envy is more around admiration, dissatisfaction with the position in life, and in some cases feeling inferior. If you think that the envy is related to competition and social comparison in a way that you do social comparison between yourself and others, it's not a bad thing. But if you take it to the level that you start to self-evaluate, then it becomes negative and toxic because it can cause feeling inferior about yourself. So envy and jealousy are both emotions that we feel. Difference is, in jealousy, two or more people confront each other. It's evolutely reciprocal. When there's a doubt and big trust issue in jealousy, envious person would know exactly what provokes the feeling. We feel envy when we lack of other person's quality, skills, achievements or possessions. We admire the person for having those qualities and that reminds us of what we lack of and that we don't feel satisfied in that part of ourselves. We need to open this up, what we mean by quality. When we say quality, we refer to physical and behavioral traits of the person. For example, calm person has the ability to read the environment better and makes better choices in their response. Calmness is a trait, but it's also an achievable behavior with training and environmental factors, and it's a quality that a person has. How can you be envy someone's calmness then? If you are quite impulsive person, and if that causes you troubles, then you can envy someone with opposite quality. What else we counted when describing envy? We said skills, achievements, and possessions, and I think they are clear enough. So we envy people's skills because we don't have them, or we have the same skills but not in the same level. For example, you can envy someone for singing better than you, how they control their voice so perfectly. Again, this skill is also requires some genetic input as well as training. And the achievements comes next. You can envy someone for their career how they've been successful in their field. Lastly, the possessions. You can envy someone for the car they drive. But as mentioned before, envy is more related to what we lack of and what we are not satisfied with. On the other hand, jealousy is far more negative. We feel hostile, bitter and resentful towards other person for having something that we don't have. Maybe you will challenge me here. 
but they are the same thing. You can envy someone for something you don't have. It's true. But when the feeling we have is envy, there is no malicious feeling. You can even tell the person, like, you have performed so well and got this award. I envy you. But when you are jealous, you keep this feeling most of the time for yourself. When it comes out, it usually comes out quite hostile. Shakespeare describes envy as green sickness in his play Antony and Cleopatra. And he describes jealousy as green-eyed monster in his play Othello. Even here you can see the phrases when envy described as sickness, jealousy presented as a monster, far evil. So can we say that we make the distinction of being envious or jealous of someone as how negative we feel? So let's give an example. Whenever I watch a theater show or a musical, I feel like I want to be on stage. I feel like I wish to be in their position. I feel dissatisfied of not focusing on my acting career. Here you can describe my feeling as envy because I do not feel hostile towards any of the actors. I do not wish them to perform bad or feel bitter about it. I feel resentment. But it's nothing to do with them. It's more like about circumstances, blaming others, cultural factors, lack of opportunities, etc. So my resentment is not towards any of the actors. Clearly, is not a jealousy. The other distinction between envy and jealousy is about feeling inferior. When you're jealous of someone, you do not feel inferior. But when you feel envy, you do. You may think of this. If envy is that innocent, why it's a sin? Or why the jealousy is not in the seven deadly sins instead of envy? That's a very good question. I asked exactly the same question to myself when preparing this talk and done my research. And the answer is the envy can turn into jealousy. Envy has been categorized as a sin. Because we cause ourselves sorrow for wanting things above our positions in life. Another main difference is, in romantic relationships, we use the term jealousy, not envy, for describing this negative feeling. When someone is feeling jealous, they same time feel envious as well, and is very much blended to each other. So the root is envy, and perhaps that's why it's in our seven deadly sins list. There are different types of jealousy. We are going to look at five different types of jealousy here. Romantic jealousy, pathological jealousy, reactive jealousy, occasional jealousy, and hidden jealousy. If it was me, I would have categorized it according to intensity only, because we can keep giving labels to so many different situations and these lists would go on for forever. Let's look at the romantic jealousy. The main thing we need to understand here is the word threat. We feel jealous when our romantic relationship is in danger and there is a risk of losing our partner. It can be a presence of a rival who is more beautiful, more handsome, more intelligent or more outgoing, something that we don't have and there is a competition. Fear of losing creates feeling of hostility and bitterness is very much a pairs on romantic jealousy. 
As well as fear of losing other person's affection, jealousy was also characterized by feeling of anger and distrust. It's very natural to feel angry when there's a threat of losing something and you don't trust the other person. You see this person as a danger, but same time there's your partner. Do you not trust your partner too? It can be the case. Even when someone says to their partners that I do trust you, but I don't trust other people. Don't believe it. If you trust your partner, you would know that your partner would be able to stick up for your relationship. Understanding those feelings can help us to communicate them and that can prevent us from having misunderstandings in our relationship. Sometimes when there is a threat, we can react so badly and we can ruin our relationship with intense jealousy and push our partner away from us. Okay, we looked at romantic jealousy. What about other people? Don't we feel jealous of others? Of course we do, especially our siblings. Studies showed that we started to feel jealous as early as when we are six months old. Jealousy in infants has been reported when their mother showed attention to another person, to a baby doll or a book. It is completely normal and healthy to feel jealous or envy from time to time. They are both negative feelings and it's important that we address them. We need to break it down to see what is the root of it and make decisions about how to improve the situation by rationalizing some of these negative feelings. Feeling envious and jealous constantly can have a detrimental effect on our well-being. It can cause us feeling inadequate, not being good enough, which can make us feel more jealous and it will take us into a spiral of negative thoughts, which could have a significant negative effect on our self-confidence. The other type of jealousy called pathological jealousy. It's a psychological disorder where the person makes up scenarios and very obsessed with their partner. This can involve with constant up and downs, anger outbursts and abusive language. Let's look at reactive jealousy. As the name suggests, it's the jealousy we feel as a reaction to something. For example, after learning about infidelity, you can start feeling jealous of your partner because there is a real reason that they may leave the relationship. Occasional jealousy. It is the less harmful one. We deal with this quickly and it just disappears. Hidden jealousy. This is dangerous because it's toxic. Not spoken about, but it's there. In that type of jealousy, person might have a tendency of putting their partner down to not show the inferiority that they feel, but project it on the partner instead. Now, let's talk about how we should deal with feeling envious. Firstly, you need to understand whether the emotion you feel is envy or jealousy. Secondly, perhaps you can start with stop comparing yourself with others in a way that fantasizing others' life and thinking that their life is better than yours. The things that we lack of can be quite fantasized and put a more value to it than its actual importance. 
So writing about what we lack of, what we want to achieve in life, and break it down to see clearly what steps we can take to go there. Creating an ideal self rather than idealizing others can be another tip. Think about what is your ideal self. How can you use your potential to be the person that you want to be? Can you act on the ideas rather than sitting and thinking depressive about what you don't have? Also, doing a little exercise about gratitude in life can be helpful. From simple things to more complex ones. Writing down the things that you are grateful for in life. Taking time and really acknowledging them can change our mood, help us feeling balanced, content and more positive in life. If what you are struggling with is the romantic jealousy, it's important to talk about it as honest and open as you can with your partner. Without you telling them, they wouldn't know what's going on for you. And a lot of misunderstandings, wrong assumptions could be made from not communicating properly. If you have a good mental health and normally able to address problems and resolve the issues in your relationship, but suddenly started to feel jealous in your relationship, you may have a point. There must be a reason why you feel this way. And you need to address it early on to avoid complexity. Talking to your loved ones about things that you want to achieve in life can help. They can help you to bring the best out of you. And you can find a positive motivation to take action. So envy is in the list of seven deadly sins because it has a potential of transmute itself. The more we acknowledge why we feel envious towards certain things and get acceptance about things that we cannot change and take action about things that we can change in a positive direction, the less that our emotions can control us. We can categorize envy as benign and malicious envy. What is also worth to mention the relationship between the malicious envy and the German word schadenfreude, which means feeling pleasure from someone's misfortune. Malicious envy and schadenfreude are strongly positively correlated, so the more envious a person feels, the more they feel satisfaction of others' misfortune. You may ask yourself a question, but then we have been talking about benign envy from the beginning, and we describe jealousy as the malicious one. In my head, I used to distinct envy and jealousy with the criteria of personalizing. So if my envious feeling is not targeting a specific person is benign, and if it's targeting a specific person is a jealousy. But actually, experts say that envy is a directed emotion, and without a target and without a victim, Envy does not occur. I think social media is a good example of this. People portray their life on social media with mainly positive portrayals. Social media platforms are potential ground for envy. When it could be helpful and inspiring for some, it can be harmful for others if the social comparison turned itself to envy, malicious envy, jealousy or schadenfreude. 
there's been so many studies to measure the relationship between social media use and depression. I do not see social media as a harmful thing as soon as it's kept at a level that it doesn't take up so much time in a day. Some people unfortunately find themselves scrolling down for hours on social media. That's not healthy. Going back to our main subject, envy. Without comparing ourselves with others, we cannot find direction in life. Seeing where people are up to in their life is encouraging, is positive and keeps us connected. Envy is a drive which exists in our nature as social beings. There is no harm being capable of having mutual comparison. Denying this need in life, suppressing our needs, can deviate us from social norms and self-control could not function. Maybe people who struggle to limit their social media use should work on impression management. Because we want to believe that people are genuine and sharing these posts about their day to stay connected, sharing their happy moments. Who wouldn't want to be part of that? But unfortunately, studies so far show that social media use encourages unfavorable social comparison and envy. In history, in old books, fairy tales, in psychology, many times envy has been described as a feeling that should be condemned. Or we should be ashamed of feeling envy. But actually it's universal and persistent. Social disparity between the envier and envied affects the intensity of the envy. And the level of maturity achieved by the individual helps the person to conquer his own envy. Eradicating envy from human nature is not possible, but with education it can be manageable. Collective cultures show evidence that people can be more successful when there is more equality exists in an unenvious environment. It's inevitable to stop a person discovering, so there will be always something to envy. I hope this talk has offered you plenty to think about. I'm curious about your opinions. You can write a comment on melancholy.podcast Instagram account. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.